Looks like we made it. The school year is about to begin and the EdTech Loop crew is about ready to get back into the studio. Though I considered attempting to convince Danielle to record a new podcast over the Labor Day weekend, I instead recognized that I value our friendship and decided one more best of episode is a more promising and healthy option. So pop in the earbuds, lay back on the beach towel, and soak up the sun one more time before the school bell rings and join our digital parenting conversation. As always, thanks for listening and inspiring. So I turned my phone off so that way it didn't in the middle. The whole point of playing video games is to sit on the couch and veg. Why are you always recording when I see? That will be the intro to the pod. And done. Oops. And here we go. It is episode 38 of the TCAPS weekly podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and she's convinced Al Bundy was actually a highly enlightened cyborg. It's Danielle Verstrom. I know the reference this week, Larry. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oddly, I had to go farther back. Actually, no, I, Carl Sagan was actually farther back, but still, I had to go pretty far back. Yeah. So, um, how you doing? I'm how doing was your okay. Weekend? It was great. Did you do any Olympics watching? Um, a little. little. We a like curling. Cur- Who doesn't like curling? I know. I, I there was a tweet that I ran into on on curling or how you watch how somebody watches curling that had some explicit language, but it was pretty funny. Um, it starts out the first minute you're like, "This is kind of boring," and the tenth minute you're going you're like, "Ooh, he could have curled that stone a little bit better." Maybe maybe. And then the, the third one was like this highly like after like an hour and a half you've got like this highly um, uh, considered opinion on you know the tactics of curling and by the end you're just completely emotionally invested in it and screaming at the tv sweep sweep it's accurate it's, yes. pretty, it's, it's pretty funny yes. so so curling is your curling, sport anything else, curling. Any, any, anything no, else? just curling just, <laughs> <laughs> how about you high levels of athleticism <laughs> and curling I, you know i did the opening ceremonies and i haven't really i haven't i haven't do, dove dove in once you dive into the Olympics, what I've learned is once you dive into the Olympics, you're you're into all yes. of the sports. But I, I haven't I haven't gone there yet, which is a bummer. We watched one curling match, okay. and that was that was quite that was enough. That was enough. That was enough. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling sooner or later the the figure skating is going to take over my household because I have a lot of a lot of girls. I do like the I figure skating too. That is pretty cool. Moving on, it's time. To get into the downward dog position, your lotus position, clear your mind. It's our moment of zen. Don't try and waste a lifetime by trying to banish all danger. Just spend a moment now and then to banish fear. Which I thought was relatively apt um, as we dig into the meat of the show. Parenting in the digital age, and I wanted to start by asking this question. We hit this topic. You, you had you had emailed. Do we want to do this again? We've kind of done this. I don't think we can do this enough. I know. I really don't. I don't think it's going away. I don't think it's gone away. So, um, why do we keep coming back to this? Well, it's really hard to parent a digital kid when you've never been a digital kid. You know, I when I grew up, the weed doesn't help. <laughs> no, the weed doesn't help. <laughs> when I grew up, um, we, I mean. 
we didn't have computers. I mean, we had computers, but nothing nothing like we do today until I got into college. And then we were able to use things like the internet for research, you know, things have changed so much and they change so quickly and our kids know how to do it and they're on top of it and they've got ways to get around how we think we've controlled it. Um, just so the more help we can give families and the more um, we can get families talking about this, I think the better off our kids are going to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Let's talk about this. You and Steffi, mm-hmm. Steffi Light, are doing some presentations, and you dusted off an old uh, Google slideshow, and uh, I was going through it, and oh, wow, wow, this is, you know, we've always talked, I think early on when we were having these discussions, we were, we were finding it hard to find actionable things, where this is, these are um, things that parents, teachers can do. And I was going through the slideshow and it was like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, the first one that hit me was make a plan. And if you want to, you, you have um, some tips you brought actually the slideshow up. If you want to go through why making a plan is so important, because that, I think that's that w- there's a reason why it's number one. Yeah, no, I think making a plan is important. Making that plan before you actually give your child that device. This isn't like, you know, if my kid wants a fingerling, I go to the store and I buy one and I give it to her, whatever. This this, this is this is the most powerful computer in the world and they can have it and be connected to everything 24-7. So making this plan before you give them that device is really important. So think about things like timing. How old should your kids be? And we talked about that wait until eighth pledge in another podcast podcast that some families are choosing to wait until that eighth grade point. Um, And then thinking about like, what kinds of activities are you okay with your kids doing online? What kinds of time limits are you going to set? Can kids use media during homework time? Or is that kind of a no, you're 100% focused on homework, nothing else. Um, So trying to come up with this this plan, um, what are your non-negotiables? What are the things that are definitely unacceptable to you and communicate those with your kids? They have to know this is the line. You do not cross it. Um, and you can consider using a contract such as the 18-point iPhone contract, which is really, really good. It goes through um, things like, I own your phone. I have the right to look at it anytime I want. Things like that. And then having you and your child sign it. Um, again, that communication with your kid is key. Um, definitely a non-negotiable in our house is going to be the device-free dinners. There's a lot of really great Will Ferrell commercials where they're all sitting around a table and all the kids are like, I miss daddy. I miss daddy too. I miss daddy the most. And they're like all sad. And then all of a sudden you see that Will Ferrell is actually at the table with them, but he's on his phone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 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 oh, sorry, just five minutes. Like, like, like. So you can see that they've, I mean, they're trying to put it in a funny way, but in a lot of our families, you know, those devices are taking over that dinner table. And there's so much conversation and bonding that is missed when people are distracted. So um, I know that's a non-negotiable in our house. And that is in our plan that we've made before we gave our child a device. Um, Things like rule breaking, you know, decide what the consequences will be when they break the rules. And then kind of to plan ahead, the your kids are going to do some curious searches, we call them. <laughs> how how are you going to address that? How are you going to address explicit texts? How, ha- having a plan for what you're going to say, what you're going to do. Are they going to lose their device? Are they not? Is it going to be punishment elsewhere? Um, and then just staying connected. You know, the more you can foster your relationship with your kids, the more they're going to come to you when they have problems and 
run into something. And I say when because they're going to run into something they don't know how to handle. That's that's being a kid. That's being it, a it kid. It goes back to the the um, the failure podcast, that mindset. You know, the mistakes they're going to make with the digital device aren't necessarily bad. They're going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, being prepared for when it does happen is, I think, showing good parenting skills. Yeah. You know, having that plan and saying, okay, when this does happen, this is how we're going to react and not being surprised by it or taken aback or, or reacting out of fear. Yeah, we can't react out of fear and we can't say, we can't say I'm never going to give my kid a device or I'm never going to let them connect to the internet because that's not realistic. You have to come from a place of kind of understanding and recognizing and setting them up in a safe way so that way when they fail, you're kind of there to help them catch them. You mentioned it earlier is the modeling. Yeah. You know, don't don't be Will Ferrell. <laughs> don't be Will Ferrell. <laughs> and I think we get caught in that a lot. That is with making a plan, modeling good digital citizenship or behavior with your device or self-control is, you know, so important, you know, going again back to that mindfulness thing. We've talked about these topics, you know, all these topics, and they all kind of dovetail together into being good stewards of digi our digital lives and then modeling stewardship and, and good behavior with those devices. And it it's not a, if you, if you allow yourself to live your life on your device, your, de your device and the people that um, create apps for the, your device will be more than happy to allow you to do that. They're not going to say, oh, you really shouldn't be using my app. <laughs> so yes. so you, you, it really is up to you to make the decision. Um, and as an adult, you're much more capable, you should be much more capable of making that decision than your, your students, your kids. So it's really, you know, very, very important for you to do that modeling so that when your kid gets in that situation, then go, this is the right way to interact with my device, being up out in front of it so that they know what correct usage looks like. Yeah, they're always watching us. <laughs> and that's scary. But yeah, the, the whole um, idea of modeling and I worry a lot about plugged in parents. That's what that's what Common Sense Media calls it. They did a great um, research project a couple years ago called Plugged In Parents. And some of the statistics that came from that, things like parents spend more than nine hours a day with their screens, but 78% of parents believe they're good role models for their children. So we don't see how much time we spend on our screens. And one of the, um, so my husband and I last night and doing some research for this, I, I made him go on his phone and you can look and see it's under settings and then your battery life. Mm -hmm. And you can see what your battery life has been spent on in the last um, 24 hours in the last seven days. And I was like, look at this. Do you see how much time you spent on Twitter? He's like, oh, that's not right. I'm like, it is right. That is that is right. Do you yeah, trust see? me. Trust me. It's right. <laughs> it is right. So just, but that whole idea of um, being that, that, that model for balance and, mindfulness and being with the people who you're with but it, but it's also it's you need to know like <laughs> if if we just go with oh i'm i'm fine i think i'm fine no you need to see those hard numbers and see how long you're on twitter and how long you're on facebook so you can say whoa 
that is almost a full day of my life that I spent. No, I didn't, but (laughs) I didn't, I swear, (laughs) but it's embarrassing, but, but you need to have, you need to see it to be able to recognize how much time you're spending doing things like that. Yep. Self-reflection is a good thing. Self-reflection. That's what we call it. But you know, when, when 41% of our teens and our kids are feeling that are that their parents are distracted, their parents aren't there with them when they're on their device. I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll they'll find somebody to parent them. Mm, the device will parent and them the, and media and will parent them. You know, you were we were talking about the the wait until eighth pledge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know. You were definitely uh swimming against the stream um, w- with that. You see a lot of the a lot of the the iPads with with the with the babies, with the kids, with the, if it's not their phone, it's their parents' phone. If it's not their iPad, it's their parents' iPad. You know, allowing that device to be the parent because we, you know, we believe that we're very, very busy and we're doing these things. And sometimes it's easier just to do that. That's another, that's another role model. That's another modeling um situation that you got to kind of catch yourself even though it is it is very easy you can hand a hand a child an ipad and your your parent your parenting job is is done uh, <laughs> it'll come back later it'll come back <laughs> but at that at that moment it's you know that situation is is taken care of yeah but as a parent you have to think of the whole picture like there are definitely times in Meyer where my kids are throwing stuff into the cart and messing with each other and i'm like here you play daniel tiger and here you read a book on the phone just just we just have to get through Meyer. or you know we get home and i'm trying to make dinner and do all the things you need to do and they're fighting like here guys go sit down and watch phineas and ferb i'm going to go in the kitchen and do dinner like there are definitely times when that happens as a parent that's just life but there's also we, we've made choices about what kinds of apps and games and and tv shows we allow and then we make choices on the amount of time, which is a lot smaller than um, it could be. Mm. And if you have that plan beforehand, it's yep. going to be a lot easier to make appropriate decisions. Say when you do uh, allow for di- digital device usage, because you have a plan, you're not just giving them the world at that point in time. You're giving them an, a, what you feel as a parent is the appropriate amount of the world so that you know, you understand the sandbox that they're playing in. For sure. For sure. And you that and that's another thing that we tell parents is to get get in that sandbox, you know, do do random spot checks of their phone and kind of see see what what's on there. Um make sure that you're the filter for downloading apps. You know, they don't get to just download any apps without you. Um but get, get in there and if they want to download Instagram, you get on Instagram first and see what you think about it and see see how easy it is to get into trouble or how hard it is. And and then you decide as a parent whether you want them to have that on their device or not. And, you know, if there's a new video game that they want to play, you know, media has really changed. I think about in like the 1950s when everyone would kind of gather together on the tiny little TV and you would have conversations like media was that shared experience. And most living rooms now, everybody's kind of on their own device and nobody's really doing that interacting. So getting in that game yourself. So your kids want to play a new video game, pick up the controller and play with them and see, see, see what that just try to recreate that shared experience and be in the game with them and know that they're going to move, you know, if they're on 
they're not on Facebook because <laughs> we're on Facebook. But if they're on Facebook, it's because they have a, a nice, perfect version of themselves on Facebook for you and family. Mm-hmm. But they're actually on Instagram. So you move to Instagram and then they move to Snapchat. So you move to Snapchat. Like you need to follow and keep up with them, which is a full-time job in itself. But you need to do as best that you can do to stay in the game with them. And when you do see... Um you, you, your parenting radar goes off because you see a post that they have or a comment that they have that isn't appropriate or it doesn't f- seem quite right. It is, and they will fight you on this, but it is your responsibility and your prerogative to say, you need to delete this. Um, this is not appropriate and it is not, it is not representative of of you as a person and it will probably get you in, into some level of trouble down the road but really it is your call um as a parent going back to what you were said you said about sure device you paid for it paid for it um and even beyond that you know throwing out the i paid for it uh you know thing is if you saw your child doing something inappropriate outside of their digital life you would call them out for it and there would be you know repercussions or conversation the same thing should hold for their digital lives as well. So when you do see something, it's a gr- it's a great teachable moment. For sure. You know, and those are and their their digital life is not going to be stopping anytime soon, so it's just as important to call those moments out. If if little Johnny punches little Jill in the face, you're going to obviously there's going to be repercussions there. If little Jill um snapchats inappropriate comments to little Johnny, the same holds true. You know, there's damage done. For sure. We need to be able to look at those as equal situations and, you know, treat them the same because they 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 are. They affect, you know, stu- you know, our kids very similarly. We need to remember to be having those conversations with our kids that the internet is loud and the internet is permanent. So everything that you do, like Again, when we were kids, all the mistakes that we made weren't videoed. They weren't out for everyone to see. We were able to fail and make those mistakes and kind of be sheltered, but it's not that way anymore. Their digital footprint is out there and it's not going away. So those inappropriate comments that they do make could very well follow them and could affect them in the future in in jobs and colleges. And the the ramifications are just ridiculously crazy for our kids well and even you know their uh, their frame of reference is considerably smaller you know t- telling them that they're going to their text or their snapchat is going to affect their college career it's probably going to go right over their head because they're not really thinking about it but letting them know that that snapchat was screenshot and though it was screenshot by a friend you have a you have a you know a bad day with that friend and suddenly that screenshot is shared everywhere. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's affecting them in the now. And you know, will probably get there. You're is much more likely to get their attention, even though you're looking as a as a parent, you know, three, four, five, six, ten years down the road, that's not where their field of vision is. So you they might miss that point. It's an, it's not saying that that's not the important point, but whether or not they're going to be hearing that point, yeah, so it may, might not be close enough to home. 
Yep. And that's okay. One of the things that we definitely advocate for um, are short, repeated conversations. Your, your kids need your guidance. They might not seem like they ever want your guidance, but just that's okay. Just keep keep hitting them with that. You know, they might not be listening now, but it might come back later. Um, and we, we talk about some different conversation ideas, like talking with kids about what does it mean when your friend doesn't answer right away? Because the kids think, oh my gosh, she didn't answer my text. She must hate me. And they go into these little spirals, but maybe she's out playing basketball with her dad. Like, it's okay that she doesn't answer right away. And um, the whole idea that behind every online interaction, there's a real person. Um, we talked before about how tech companies use likes and streaks to get you addicted. I think it's important for kids to have that knowledge. Um, how, how the media reinforces gender stereotypes, um, impact versus intent with some of the language that happens online. Um, even just finding examples of kind and unkind comments. You can go on any social media site and see that and talking with your kids about that kind of stuff. We just need to continue to have these conversations. And um, one of the resources that we share with families is um, the Screenagers website. They have something called Tech Talk Tuesdays. And every single Tuesday, they email you different conversation topics that you can have with your kids at the dinner table. And it's amazing because I never, I mean, this list is awesome, but I never, I never think about it in the moment. But then on Tuesday, I get that email and I'm like, oh, okay, tonight we're going to talk about these six topics. And I've got three conversation starters and it's, it's a perfect reminder and it's a perfect um, shell of what I should be doing. When we're going through the, this list and you're, you're mentioning resources, my thought was, it's, this is not just for nerds. No. <laughs> Did you think this was just for nerds, Larry? Well, well you know, are you I would, I would say <laughs> you are. It's okay. I don't even. I don't. That, that <laughs> I does, am. That does not need to be said. <laughs> I am a nerd. I don't think, I don't think that, no, but you know, I think a lot of times you you might think that you know doing these deep digital dives, you know, going to common sense media, going to um, oh, what was the the. Last one that you the screenager is on the Tech Talk Tuesday. Yep, Tech Talk Tuesday. Well, that, I'm not. You know, that's not really my bag. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not a digital person. Even though you're on your phone checking Twitter, you know, eighty, you know, ten, fifteen hours a day. Um, everybody is. Everybody is a nerd now. Certainly, your kids. You know, the definition may have changed a little bit or a concept of it. We have to recognize that that um, even though you're not coding, you are living a digital life. Everybody is li- living a digital life, so we have to be prepared for that. And we weren't taught in school. We weren't given the tools. You know, as parents, we were not given the tools. It wasn't part of our growing up process. You know, a lot of the a lot of the common sense stuff most of the common sense stuff we received just through growing up. That was part of the process. It's kind of baked in. The digital stuff was not. So we do need to kind of kind of backfill those resources. And it, it, it isn't going to necessarily be an ob, you know obvious because the playing field's changed. So we kind of have to l- relearn the rules or learn new rules. And checking out those resources, even though it might not be your bag, is probably a really wise thing to do. For sure. Common sense media is one of my favorites. Um, I love that. So, so ideally you should be having these conversations with, with, with other parents. You should be talking to the parents of 
the kids in the houses where your your kid spends time. You know, my kid always has the best, my kid has the best friend. She spends time over there. I should be talking to her mom about media roles in their house. And we should just be having that conversation with the parents that are around us. But if we can't, or we don't feel like we have a parent group around us, Common Sense Media is great for that because there's a whole entire section on parent concerns. There's a whole entire section on parenting advice blogs. So you can go on and you can get advice for how to deal with curious searches or when to get your kid a cell phone or um, there was one the other day that was oh just di- different things you can do to your own phone to help you be more in the moment. Um, and I mean, there, there's the reviews and the ratings and those are amazing because you can go on and find reviews and ratings for any book, movie, games, apps, any of that stuff. But the, the whole parenting section that you can join this online community and kind of lurk and see what's going on and that you can have this group of knowledgeable parents around you as you go into the media digital battlefield. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. But it's it's just, it's nice to have common sense media in your bag. I think sometimes our kids think it's a battlefield. It is a battlefield. I <laughs> <laughs> need to give them helmets. Going it out is. there, getting to the trenches. It is. So, you know, when I was thinking about this earlier, I thought less is more, but is more better than none? And when I, 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 I'm saying that as far as, you know, less screen time is better, mm-hmm. you know, but is more better than none. Isolating them from. You can't isolate them from. And I think that's what I was getting to. This is, it, that ship has sailed. Yeah. So at some point in time, they're going to live in, a, in the digital world. Yeah. Larry, I saw a statistic yesterday um, from, a sur- from a research paper that 98% of our kids ages two and over have access to a device. Ages two. Two, <laughs> two and over. Two. They can barely talk, but they have access to a device. It's sailed. Yeah. So you can't, you know, do the, do the ostrich, you know, put your head in the Want sand. Want to some days. <laughs> And, and and say this is going away. It's not. Um, you can say that we we don't live that type of a lifestyle. You 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 probably do. So and your kids certainly are. So educate yourself. You know, make sure that you're educated and that you have. I, I loved what you said about you know talk about this with your friends, with your fellow parents. It doesn't necessarily have to be doing a bunch of bunch of research online. You know, find your peers and and talk with them about it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Because you can guarantee that they have the same concerns and the same frustrations <laughs> and the same, nobody knows what they're doing. That's like the that's like the secret of parenting that I found out recently. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just trying to figure it out as we mm-hmm. go. But if I listen to like what you know and what you know and what you know and what you know, I can kind of put it all together and mm-hmm. okay, I feel a little bit better, you know? Yeah. And you know, we when we talk about our own social media environments, we tend not to Facebook, Twitter, whatever, might be a great resource. Your Instagram might be a great resource for asking those questions, except we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't actually tend to use that. We tend to paint paint the pretty picture of our lives instead of asking the tough questions that those spaces might actually be useful. Not Though I would argue that sometimes those spaces don't lead to the conversations you'd like to have on those topics. No, have it in person, have it around the coffee table. Just be with people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what else you got? What else I got? There's a lot of slides. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of really good information on here. Um, and I would like to, to link this up, but um, like 
Okay, so we talked before that I'm a nerd. and <laughs> Yes, I am a nerd. But there's a bunch of really, really good books out right now that I would recommend. Um, the Art of Screen Time, How Your Family Can Balance Digital Media in Real Life. Um, Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World. Irresistible, we've talked about that before. The Rise of Addictive te- Technology and the Business of Keeping Us Hooked. Um, social Media Wellness, Helping Teens and Tweens Thrive in an Unbalanced Digital World. Um, and then, you know, we, we've talked about it sometimes on the Loop Weekly podcast. So keeping in tune with what we're doing. Um, and then the Common Sense Media and the Screenagers website. Those are my, my, um, if you want to branch out and do other reading. That's where I would recommend going to. Reading. Reading. It's I, a good thing. I read so many books. Yes. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. All right. Anything else? We're, we're, we, you were I told you I was going to be over. Yeah. And that, this conversation can go on much longer. I don't think we got to uh, a quarter of the slides. Um, so, Are you saying I have too many slides? <laughs> no. I, you could, good stuff. Again, going back to the email earlier when you asked, have we beaten this to death? No, no, that would be a no. I know, I we know. could do this every week and I don't think it would be enough, to be honest. Um, but I am cutting you off. <laughs> it's all good. So tech tool of the week. Tech tool of the week. So I want to share with you this really cool thing that my daughter got from the public library. Um, I know some of our um, secondary schools at TCAPS and hold a couple hold of hold elementary it. schools have have these in their library too. So this is called a playaway. Um, she is currently listening to Sarah Pennypacker's novel called Pax. And this is the entire novel on this little device. So she plugs headphones into it and she starts it and she can start and stop. She can play. Um, she can change the speed of the reading, which I really like mm-hmm. that kids that want to listen to it a little faster, a little slower can have it. But um, what I like about this is it offers it offers our kids access to novels that maybe they couldn't read themselves. Mm-hmm. We, we know that. That's why we give kids books on tape. Um, but these are really, really cool. They're really tiny. They can fit in the pocket. Um, she's been listening to them in the car. This is the only way I can get her to do chores because she'll put it on while she's doing things around the house. And um, my kid's a big reader. She walks into walls. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. She holds her book up and she walks into walls. Well, now she's listening. So she doesn't walk into walls all the time. So <laughs> we love playaways, but they have these for adults too. And I just think this is a really cool way to, um, like I said, I'm a big reader, but I don't always have time to sit and physically read books. Mm-hmm. Um, Playways are great for that. They're awesome. They have, like I said, they have them for adults, but um, the public library has quite a big selection and our secondary schools have a selection as well. So, Little updates, tutorials and updates. Actually, I haven't checked the tutorial situation, so I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. put anything on there. Um, wanted to let you know, we recorded a gamification pod with the technologist yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Um, was in uh, at Travers Heights last week and did a did a fun actually danielle yeah, was there space. um did a fun makerspace launch pad um little video that's that's posted uh, if you want to get a makerspace going and you're wondering what does it look like that's a it's a nice little one minute video to sh- kind of give you a brief brief glimpse um I haven't got the tech tool playlist up yet, but still want to do that so all your tech tools of the week will be in one spot um and i wanted to uh bring up something that maybe isn't tech focused, but I thought was really important. Um, East Middle School did a documentary on opioid use and it is, um, it's a hard watch. Um, And it was put together by the middle school students. It was um, uh, the digital media class over at East Middle School. And um, I highly advise any parent to, um, 
to watch it and sit down with their kids and watch. It's about 15 minutes long, but um, we'll have the, a link to that in the show notes. Show notes. It's, you know, digital citizenship and digital literacy um, is very important. This is kind of another side that's as, as far as parenting goes, it's kind of an ugly truth that I think a lot of times we want to avoid, but it is a problem. Um, so I highly recommend watching that. What class, Larry, did you say to that? It's the digital media class. That's awesome yeah. that they were trying to make yeah. a difference Trojan in the TV. community through yeah. uh, something like that. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to make the segue. Uh, our, our superintendent, uh, spoke about this at uh, last night's board meeting and he attempted to make a, a positive segue out of it. Um, and he, it, would, it, it didn't work. So I'm not even going to try. So I'm just going to say, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPS loop at Brostrom DA. Uh, check out the TCAPS loop blog at TCAPS loop.tcaps.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Google play store. Leave a review. We love the feedback. Any advice that you have that you might want to share feel free to leave that too. So um, we would love to have a conversation about this. What are you doing with your uh, kids to help um, have them deal with it through digital lives? Yeah, thanks for listening and inspiring. Whew. That was good. That was good. <laughs>